Hi, my name is Danny Morell, and this is Real Estate Sales, the podcast for real estate professionals and entrepreneurs that are on a path of daily inspired action leading towards success in every area of their lives. Get ready to once again break through and realize your true potential. Hello, friends. How are you? And welcome. This is Danny Morell, your host of the Real Estate Sales Show excited because this is going to be episode number 30 of the show and yes I said 30 I can't believe it I can't believe that uh, we started with 30 episodes ago with just the intention of bringing to all of you the real estate community an amazing community all of the principles the the motivation the lessons that we teach on a day-to-day basis at my brokerage I felt as though I was hiding a secret and I no longer wanted to hide it and Here we are. I want to say thanks to all of you for constantly supporting and listening to the show. And most importantly, uh, for all of you that reach out, there's a ton of you that reach out on a weekly basis from all over the place. And so there's there's a little shout out for all of you that are supporting the show right now. If you follow me on Instagram or on my Facebook page, you'll notice that last week I was at an amazing event in Las Vegas. I happened to be fortunate enough to participate in what I happen to believe is one of the best business Uh, seminars and that's business mastery led by Tony Robbins and I thought it would be a great 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 idea and a great contribution to all of you if I gave you a little recap recap of that event and so I went ahead and I posted uh, on Facebook that I would be hosting a live meeting of that event we went ahead and broadcasted our sales meeting while I was describing the event and sharing the information of the event to our sales staff and um, it's been four days since that video went live and it's had close to 5,000 views already. So it seems like there's a bunch of you that appreciate it and uh, enjoy learning some of those lessons. I figured for this week, being that my schedule has been a little bit off, I figured that once again, I would bring you that broadcast of that live meeting. So without further ado, here is a recap of Tony Robbins' Business Mastery, quite frankly, quite, quite, quite frankly, one of the strongest business seminars you could ever attend. Once again, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Ready to rock and roll, say aye. All right, everybody stay, just kind of sit up nice and tall in your seats, right? State is everything. If you're out there watching us, welcome. This is our monthly edition of our Facebook Live where you, we kind of let you in on our little sales meeting. I think this one's gonna be a big one. How many of you guys know who Tony Robbins is? Yeah. yeah. How many of you guys have ever been to a Tony Robbins event? Okay, then if you haven't, write these down. Number one, unleash the power within. Unleash the power within. Eddie, you even went to Unleash the Power Within, right? Uh, Rudy, have you gone to it? Rudy's gone to it, yeah. Unleash the power within, it's like a, how could I say this? You know like if you want to be a Major League Baseball player, you got to go through the minor leagues? Unleash the power within is kind of like that. It's like a must. It's like if you want to like make it in life as a human being, you go to that event. And there's one coming up in San Jose, and then the one in L.A. is in March, which is here locally, okay? The second one is Date with Destiny. Date with Destiny. Date with Destiny is another incredible, incredible event. Um, It really has to do with your destiny who you want to become, what you're about, and helping you to unlock that. Price tag goes up a little bit more for that one, okay? 
And yet, if you've ever watched his film on Netflix, I Am Not Your Guru, that's the, that's the one that they feature in that, uh, essentially in that one. And last but not least, there's Business Mastery. There's a couple of more, but these are the, the big ones. Business Mastery. Business Mastery is the most expensive one. It's a $10,000 ticket to get into that one. And the reality is, is that I'm going to let you know or let you in on a little secret. If you're in real estate sales right now, whether you're at Intero or whether you're watching us right now, I'm going to tell you that for 99.2%, I made that number up, but you get the picture, of the realtors in operations, in business right now, you would be wasting of that $10,000 about $9,000 of it. Anybody know why? Because it truly is a business course. And how many of you guys know that sometimes when we're in real estate sales, we don't necessarily treat it as a business? Yes or no? Yes. So what I mean by this, guys, is that they're going to talk about things that, quite frankly, you wouldn't even be able to come back and implement if you don't have a foundation for business success. And that is my goal over the next two to three weeks, is to teach you some things that, quite frankly, you've never learned because I had never learned them before. And we're going to work it out this way. Today's meeting is all going to be about the mind and an introduction to a couple of business principles. Next Monday, we're going to carry on with the same thing. And then the following Thursday, we're going to wrap it up. Okay? I'm going to show you some things that, quite honestly, you would have to go to like Harvard and get an MBA to be able to have access to them. That's how powerful this stuff is. All right? And I'm sorry, Facebook Live, you're not going to have access to all of it, but we'll give you access to this for right now, all right? So here we go. If you have a, grab a pen and a notebook, let's go ahead and get started. Money, let's go to the first click real fast. Got a couple of points for you real fast to share. There's going to be two parts to this event. Part one is called State. State. Gary, I'm wondering if I can get a little bit of light from there. Is there a light? Yeah, is there a thing? Yeah, maybe if that helps. And the second part is business. And that's how we're going to break down this conversation today. State and business. Anybody know what I mean by state? The state that you're in. It's, it's not just your mind, guys. It's your, your heart, your soul, your, your thoughts, your physical being. It's, it's all of the above. Okay? So we'll go to the next slide. Write this down. This is very, very important. Business is all about psychology. Business is all about psychology. A psychology that produces what, guys? Energy. Energy. Let's, we just got to find like a nice balance. Energy. Business is all about psychology, a psychology that produces energy. Tony was very, very specific. By the way, guys, I'm not one of those guys that like plagiarizes and steals information. This ain't my information. This is Tony Robbins. I'm just giving back in a way and just kind of sharing some of the stuff. But to get the best benefit, you would have to go to the event, obviously, okay? Business is all about psychology, a psychology that produces energy, okay? Energy. Tony says something incredible that I shared earlier in some of my other posts. He said that business is essentially a reflection of the soul. Successful businesses are a reflection of successful people. And when he says that, he was meaning by your state, by your energy, what you're believing, what your thoughts are. 
How many of you can think back to the best month you've ever had and how were you feeling during that month? Who can tell me? Like you could walk on water, like right? Like anything was possible, like, like sky's the limit, yes or no? Yes. And how many of you can think back to some months where maybe it wasn't as good and how were you feeling? Low confidence. Low confidence, little anxiety maybe, little anxiousness, right? This is normal. The problem is, is that we have bought into the concept or the thought that the, the business is what caused the anxiety. And I'm here to tell you that no, the anxiety is what causes the lack of business. Does that make sense? I just want you to hold on and think about that. By the way, guys, I don't have the ability to make you feel the way we felt in that room. And what I mean by that is you're talking about a master here. You're talking about a guy that had visual effects and music and we would get up and we'd yell and hug and to get us in state. So for that reason, I need you to grab every point that we share as if it's life and death. Because typically what we do is we go, okay, business about psychology. Okay, what's the next one? No, 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 guys, listen to me. Listen to me. The success of your business is all about your psychology. And your psychology is one that must produce energy. You follow me on that one? Yes. We'll go to the second point, point number two. We attach the success of our business to the success of ourselves. We attach the success of our business to the success of ourselves. In other words, we make it our identity. And this is a problem. Because if you're doing this, and we do this as a whole, we take this energy, whether it's positive or negative, into our households. I'll be honest with you, when things are going great, I'm the first one to go, hey, the seven of you, hey, let's go to the country club, let's go have a drink, let's go have dinner, let's, come on, let's go. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, let's go, come on, let's go. Because I feel like we're unstoppable, we're, this room, yes or no, yeah. right? I'll go do something crazy like hire Timothy Grover and spend $10,000 for him to come in, because, because of where my psychology is at. But if my psychology is negative, and if my identity feels negative, how many of you guys know that if you guys want to come hang, hang out with me, I'll be like, as long as you bring your wallet, we're cool. <laughs> we can, look at Uriel. Uriel, Mr. <laughs> Uriel, he was the one. Look at him. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes, right? Because the love is not free-flowing. The life is not free-flowing. Right? This is the reality. We attach the success of our business to the success of ourselves. It's all about an identity issue, right? In other words, business good, we think we're good. Business bad, we believe we're bad. Who can agree with this? Say yes. yes. Okay, that's a problem. We have to work on this. This big time we have to work on this, right? And I'm going to show you a couple of things by the end of this presentation to make sure that you have some steps on how to fix this. Sound fair? Yeah. We'll go to the next point. Oh my gosh, listen to this. Business is 80% psychology and 20% resourcefulness. Business is 80% psychology, 20% resourcefulness. Why is this so important? Because we think that business is 80% resourcefulness, 20% psychology. 
Like when I say that, I'm sure you go, oh my God, I kind of do. Let me give you a point. I could sit here till I'm blue in the face and I can tell you, oh, it's easy. Go out there, two hours a day of prospecting, two open houses a week, do that for 90 days, and I guarantee you, you'll be, you'll be making so much money, it'll be coming out of you nowhere. But if you don't believe that, guess what's going to start happening? Oh my God, what if I don't have the right signs? Oh my gosh, what if it's the wrong house? Oh my gosh, what if the people don't come? Oh my gosh, what if I don't know my contracts? Oh my gosh, what happens if we actually open escrow and I don't know what to do when we're in escrow? Oh my gosh, what happens if my offer doesn't get accepted? Oh my gosh, what if I can't find enough people? Oh my gosh, what if I don't have the right suit? Oh my gosh, what if my car doesn't look good? Oh my gosh, what if I fail? Oh my, yes or no? Yes. None of that has to do with psychology. That is all resourcefulness. Trip out on this for a second. Jason, we've had like conversations about this before. Absolutely. We absolutely have. We absolutely have. And the most successful business people out there, they are successful at understanding you can give them a clean slate. As long as this and this is okay, they're going to go out and make it happen. And this was huge for me. Huge for me because here becomes the magic question. What happens if you can always ensure that your psychology is where you need it to be? What happens if you could always ensure that you are thinking in positive terms? What happens if you could always ensure that you're looking with optimism at every situation? I'm going to give you an example. We have a great example like the galleys. The galleys. Tell me one time you've ever seen them frustrated. One time, I double, triple dog dare you. One time. Tell me one time where you've ever felt any negative energy at all whatsoever. One time, tell me. That's not a resourcefulness situation, is it? That's a psychology situation. You follow that, guys? And then what happens is Ron is attracted to that psychology in me, and then we do business together. If I'm hosting an open house and my psychology is at peak state, guess what happens? Everybody that walks by is going to sense that from me. They're going to naturally, Marcos, be attracted to me in that fashion, right? They're going to naturally want to listen a little bit more, right? Versus if somebody else is doing the same open house with the same people, a leader, a sale could be walking by, right, Frank? And they could just walk right by them and they, they're missing it because they're too busy thinking about, I don't have, or I, I'm missing, or I'm... You understand this, guys? Yeah. This was a big one. Let's go to the next one. Jacob, can you make sure that we're okay? Next slide. Stop believing that's not me. Stop believing that's not me. Stop expecting others to solve your problems. In a minute, I'm going to show you the three different personality types, Nelson, in business. I'm going to show you that. We all fall into one of the three. When I show you this, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Okay? But what I will tell you right now is we've got to stop buying into the concept of, yeah, but that's not me. So where does that's not me show up in business? Who could tell me? 
presentations. On the phone. See, I, I, I could tell you, you know what? I want you to go out and wear the best suit imaginable. I can tell you to go out and memorize these scripts. I can tell you to say it in a certain way. And yet, your psychology could be telling you what? Yeah, but that's not me. For some of you, that just changed your life right there. That, that, right? How about role play? Role play is a big one. Because, look, no matter what happens on a, uh, on a, on a, on a normal playing field, is it or is it not common sense that one agent that role plays every day has a better chance at a listing or at a sale than an agent that doesn't, yes or no? Yes. So then why does the industry stay away from it? Because the psychology of the industry is, that's not me. What if I were to say, you know what, waking up earlier, man, it'll change your life. Brendan Arturo loved that one, huh? Right? Man, that'll change your life. Listen, on a Brian, on a, on a, on a like common, on a plane, a plane, uh, Level playing field. I don't know English, but that's okay. <laughs> On a level playing field, does it not make sense, right? Does it not make sense that someone that wakes a little bit up a little bit earlier than another person could potentially have better energy, feel better, and maybe get to the office a little bit earlier? What do you think, Marcos? Yes or no? It makes sense, yes? Yet, yeah, why don't we do it? Because that's not me. So if we go back to business is 80% psychology, then where are you telling yourself, that's not me? And how is that, or what is it that, that could be holding you back? You could say, that's not me, but damn it, I'm going to make it me. Right? And that's where we talk about the following. Tony says, stop expecting others to solve your problems. Now watch this. In real estate sales, no one is going to solve your problems. But let me give you an idea of how I took this. I had been in a state of a little bit of negativity for six months in my life. And I'm going to explain to you why. I didn't even realize it. I have several different coaches that coach me on how to grow the business. And my job is to be coachable and to listen to them and to learn. And so my CEO coach kept telling me, like literally for seven months, where are the procedures manuals? Where are the procedures manuals? And you have that documented, don't you? And you have that documented, don't you? Well, where is the procedures manuals? Where the, I would say anything. I would say anything like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a bottle of water every time somebody walks in. Fantastic. And where is that documented? He would say just like this. <laughs> and where is that documented? Like to make me think. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I mean, I'm just, that's not me. I'm not good at that stuff. I desperately want this business to succeed. I desperately want to impact people's lives. I desperately want for all of us to get rich and get on a private plane and go to the island that we all bought together. I know I'm crazy, but that's what I think about But it ain't going to happen if I'm expecting someone else to solve my problems. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you guys? 
So here I am, here's an individual like all of you guys, I'm trying to express to you what I was going through. Do I want to succeed, yes or no? Yes. Do I have genuinely good intentions, yes or no? Yes. Absolutely. Do I want to do good in business, yes or no? Yes. And yet, my coach is telling me to do something, and in my mind, my psychology is saying, that's not me. And it was like a block. Because every time he would tell me to do it, it was like, Pretty soon, guess what starts happening? You know what, this coach is stupid. I'm gonna get rid of him. I'm gonna go somewhere else to another coach. And it all came from, that's not me. You, you, you understand what I'm trying to tell you? We do this to ourselves. It's all about psychology, guys. And what I'm trying to tell you, as a matter of fact, let's go to the next slide because I'm going to help you with this one, okay? Because this literally changed my life. Here we go. You ready? There are only two states that we can be in. By the way, welcome if you're watching us on Facebook Live. Welcome. Love you guys. Thank you for participating. Two states that we can be in. Number one, the next one is, money. a beautiful state. A beautiful state. A beautiful state. That's one option for us. Please listen, guys, because I'm going to give it to you like plain and simple, all right? And the second one, number two, is a suffering state. A suffering state. <clears throat> Those are the only two options. Those are the only two states that we as a human being can be in. And I'm going to break it down for you a little bit better. Let's go to the next slide, please. So in a beautiful state, what are the beliefs and the thoughts in a beautiful state. Let me give them to you. Number one, love. Love. I'll prove it to you. Who remembers being in love for the very first time? Who remembers? Yeah, Raul, you remember that? Remember that? Do you remember what you were willing to do to see that girl? Almost anything. Almost anything. He doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Right? So I remember like when Claudia and I were dating, Claudia, I had my house in Rancho Cucamonga. Claudia lived in Norwalk. I bought Claudia a car just because poor Claudia couldn't, like her little putt putt, and I was like, it was like breaking down. I went in and bought her a little three series BMW. If you don't know my wife, she's the most non materialistic woman you would ever meet. Like, I have, like, made her a little bit more materialistic, right? So you can imagine, I showed up. She almost didn't want it. She was like, oh, my God, this is just, no, no, no. This is, what are people going to think? What are, why? Because she was in a that's not me state. Yeah. And all I wanted was to help her and to bless her and also to be able to, like, see her more often. See, when you're in love, though, guys, that's, you're in a beautiful state. You think anything is possible. You're willing to do whatever it takes. Belief. You believe that anything is available to you. Passion. You're passionate about what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Vision. You can see past your problems. You can see past your limitations. You can see past whatever is going on. You can see past your circumstances. Notice I'm not saying you're not going to have any limitations. You're not going to have any circumstances. I'm not saying that at all, guys. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that when you're in a beautiful state, guys, and business is 80% psychology and 20% resourcefulness, your psychology allows you to see past some of this stuff. 
Who's with me? Say yes. Yes. The next one is gratefulness. My God, gratefulness is the greatest thing you can feel. The greatest thing you can feel. Because you immediately stop focusing on yourself. You start focusing on others or on the gifts that you have. The next one is forgiveness. This is a big one. If you're in a beautiful state, it's almost impossible to not forgive somebody. But when you're in a suffering state, you look at me the wrong way. Just look at me the wrong way. You know what? That's it. I'm done with that person. I am done with that person. I am out of here. No, forget this. And what makes it worse is that when you're in a suffering state, guess what happens? Suffering begets more suffering. So you can't suffer by yourself. You gotta go tell Catherine, hey, you know that one? I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. And then that's not good enough because you want to fuel the suffering so then Tia, you know what, that, I'm just, I'm done. I'm not going to handle it. And if Catherine hasn't even, please listen to me because this is real life and I'm telling you the truth. If Catherine for a second has any suffering in her life, even if there's a window, guess what I just did to her? Boom! I just opened it up. And now she goes, you know what? Yeah, I'm done with them too. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yeah. And then Catherine goes to window, and then window goes, and all of a sudden, and nobody even knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just mad at. I'm just mad. <laughs> yes, this this is real life. And I know it's funny, but it's also truth, guys, because we're killing ourselves. We do this to ourselves. We are almost conditioned to look for situations that can potentially cause a suffering state. Because we love to be in it. But when you're in a beautiful state, and I come talk to Catherine and say, Hey, Catherine, Catherine, Catherine goes, you know what? Hold on. I love you, and I'll support you, but you need to kind of chill with that stuff. And you deflect. That's why I'm telling you guys, stop watching the news. You've got to protect your mind. Stop any, on Facebook, social media, anybody, I don't care who they are. I, don't, I am ruthless regarding this. I don't, I don't care who they are. They post anything that, people post some fights and abuse and delete. No explanations, no, no, delete, goodbye. I don't care who you are. You could think what you want to think. I have to protect my state. And you see the crazy thing about this event, I thought I was good at it. But because of what I'm about to show you guys in a second, I realized, dang it, man, there's other areas in my life where I'm really bad at it, really bad at it. What is a suffering state? A suffering state is all about fear. Fear. By the way, if you guys are watching thinking, I thought this was about business. Yes, you're right. Business is 80% what? Psychology. And you know it's true. I don't have to tell you that. You know deep in your heart that what I'm telling you is true right now. Suffering state is misery, hopelessness, disappointed, demanding, anxious, worry, unworthiness. I'll give you an example of something that I have to go through as the broker of a large company. People always try to get at me that are in a suffering state. So there's what they'll do. It's like patented. I know what they're going to do already. I have a problem with this file and I must see you today. Okay? I'm not going to see anybody just because they, I'm just, that's just not how I flow, right? 
but that's okay. So I respond right away. Please send me your name and your address and the agent's name, and I will promptly be able to help you and you know whatever the case may be. 90% of the time, that's all it takes. I'll text the agent, hey, what's going on? Oh, blah, 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 I'm on it, boom, 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 boom. problem is fixed, resolved. But then there's that 10% where they go, no, I must, I have to. Sure enough, sometimes I go, oh, whatever, okay, fine. Hello, and I promise you within five minutes, you realize that 99% of the time, it's never that bad. It's just that the psychology of that person is in a suffering state and they want to influence their suffering on other people. You gotta stop letting people do that to you. This is your life. This is your business. This is your path. There's only two states, a beautiful state and a suffering state. And suffering begets more what? Suffering. suffering. You guys know what that means? It fuels itself. It's like a it's like a little fire that was started, guys. And I'll be honest, and then one day, you don't even realize who you are anymore. True story. True story, guys. This happened to me while I was sitting there at the event. I didn't even realize that I had been in a suffering state because of what I'm about to show you. That I think I'm going to really help you guys out in a second here. But I didn't even realize it, that I had been in a suffering state for like a while. And suffering doesn't even have to be that bad sometimes. It's just that for me in my life, I realized I stopped dreaming big. Now some of you might think, well, wait a minute, you're the biggest dreamer I know. No, I mean really big, the way I used to. I used to have it written down, I used to have target dates, and I was like a madman about this stuff. You know what was holding me back from dreaming big again? Yeah, but that's not me. I was so focused over here on the fact that I thought that this wasn't me and this was the catalyst that would help me get here and it was just a big old cluster, you know what, in my brain. Suffering begets more suffering. You've got to end suffering as it arises. You've got to be smart enough in your old brain that the minute you see it come up, you go, what? Time out. Hold on. Hold on. That's a suffering state. Okay. I get it. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to let this happen right now. I literally have to do that right now, now that I'm conscious of it, like seven times a day. I didn't realize my mind was that negative. I never knew that about myself. And now I'm just realizing where there's two options, pos uh, beautiful and suffering, I'm realizing that I have the power to change that, to influence that. So before we go to the business side, where I'm going to teach you a couple of things, here are a couple of tips to help ensure that you have a better chance at staying in a beautiful state. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay. Number one. No, no, no. Go back. Number one. Um, 30 minutes of day work on your mind. Who wants to do amazing things? Say I. I. Okay. That means every day, 365 days a year. That means it is no longer an option. That means a lot of the suffering that we've been in, Maureen, is because of the fact that we don't set aside some time to just work on our mind. So I made a little trick. I made like my dream list of all the things that I want to achieve. And we're going to do that here in a second once we're wrapping up. And now every morning, the first thing I do when I wake up is I look at it. And I just read it. 
And do you think that there's days that I don't want to read it? Absolutely. Every single day I don't want to read it. Because I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm tired. <laughs> but I just controlled my brain and I told myself, read it. I have to do this because I need this. I need my mind to be influenced. Some of you guys could read the Bible. Some of you guys can go out and meditate. Some of you guys can listen to our podcast. Some of you guys, whatever you have to do. Some of you guys can listen to a book while you're running or whatever the case may be. 30 minutes a day. What I was so impressed with Tony Robbins is he said the following. He said, F what my body wants to do. I make it do what I want it to do. I had never heard anybody talk like that. And I was like, okay, well, then that's what I'm going to do now too. Like, I never knew that that was an option. Like, I knew it was an option, but all my BS excuses in my head would limit me and keep me from that option. And by the way, do you think there's a likelihood that I'm going to fail at reading it every single day, yes or no? Yeah, yeah. Yes, but I won't let that create a negative story to get me back in a suffering state. Right. I'll just get right back on the ball. Make sense, guys? Yes. Yeah? The second thing you can do is do something for your body. Something. Oh my God, this is the cause of major suffering for a lot of people. Major suffering. We're doing okay? We're good. Major suffering. So what happens is in my brain, I'm an overachiever. I have to do this and this and that and that for my body. I have to do this and I have to go to the gym and I have to eat right and I can't touch bread and then the bread basket comes, and then I, I can't. I really shouldn't touch the bread. And then, just, and, then the butter. and then there's butter there. And then there's cookies. And then there's ice cream. And then there's, right? It's a trip. But what I started realizing about myself is that I go to that stuff to kind of fuel my suffering state. Like, I self-sabotage myself. Why? Because suffering begets more suffering. See, I'm not the kind of guy to go, and people won't do that to me because they'll know I'm just, nope. See, I don't struggle with that. I struggle with the bread. <laughs> if bread was protein, all of my problems would be solved. All my life problems would be solved if bread was protein. Okay? So then watch this. So then trip out. Suffering begets more what, right? Suffering, right? Trip out on this. So then the night before, I'll have a lot of bread. I'll crumble my Oreo cookies. I'll put the milk in. I'll... Oh, yes, it's delicious. I just go to town on it, right? So what do you think happens the next day? Do I want to wake up? No. Do I want to work out? Do I want to do anything? Because now I'm in a suffering state. And you know what Tony said? Changed my life. He says, I don't care if it's 10 minutes. Do something. Something. Do a bunch of push-ups. Do some jumping jacks. Do whatever. Don't be attached to the fact that you ha it has to look at the gym, at the day, at the day. No, stop that. You're suffering by all of that structure that if you, for one day, miss on it, guess what happens? We all know we'll go off for a month. And then we have to like get right back on the horse and then, right? Why? It's because we have all this pressure on ourselves. Yes or no, Frank? Yes, yes absolutely. Absolutely. It is, guys. Just do something. So I made a commitment. I'm going to do something every single day. And I'm at the hotel at the event. And I was tired because they had it there till 11.45 in one night. And then the next night we had to be in the, in the room by 8.30 or whatever the case may be. Do you think that I felt like doing something? Yes or no? No. So what did I do? I said, I'm just going to do 25 burpees. 
So I rolled out of bed, and I just did 25 burpees. It took me four minutes. I got my heart pumping. My body is fueling. I'm awake now. Se acabó. I'm off to work. Yes. Now, was it a full workout? No. But does it have to be? No. no. It only has to be when you're in a suffering state and you tell yourself that if you don't do it this way, that means you suck. And we're great at telling ourselves that we suck, aren't we? Oh, we're at, there's no better person than us at doing that. So end suffering right away. Those are two little tips that we learned. Sound fair? Yes. Okay, great. We're going to save questions till the end because we have a live audience. Okay, how many of you guys learned something in that little session that could dramatically alter the course of your life? Raise your hands. Okay, great. Because I did as well. I did as well. For me, that was huge, the psychology side. Yet, how many of you guys realize that there's a business side that kind of ties in to the psychology? There are, my friends, three types of business personalities. This is going to change your life forever. Three types. Number one is a skilled producer. Skilled producer. Um, do you believe that I have a skill of public speaking and motivation? Yes or no? Yes. That is my skill. Like some of you guys look at it and you go, I don't know how he does it. Quite honestly, I don't know how I do it either. It's just what I love to do. It's what I was born to do, right? Some of you guys have a skill of prospecting, don't you? Yes or no? Yes, you do. Some of you have a skill of working with buyers really, really well, don't you? Yes or no? See, you know, that is an art form for you. You know the system. You know what to do. You grab that buyer, boom. What happens? You, boom, you're ready to rock and roll. Some people have the skill of being a transaction coordinator. Some people have a skill of being a baseball player. Some people have the skill of cooking amazing food. And yet, how many restaurants have you seen closed down? Why do businesses close down? Business is closed down because it's part psychology, but it's also, you need to know who you are in this equation. The second part is a manager leader. A manager leader. This is a person that is very, very good at organization. Someone that is very, very good at documentation. Someone that is very, very good at leading and directing groups of people. This is your CFO in a company, or your COO in a company, your chief operating officer or your chief financial officer. Very solid, very strong at what they do. That's the last person on earth that I am. I'm not good at that at all. I'm terrible at that. That is not me. Number three, you have the entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Some of you guys are in real estate sales because you just flat out see a great vehicle to make a large income. And that's what you think. You think entrepreneur. Jerry Casillas, that's you, right? Entrepreneur? Or manager okay, leader? More skilled. more skilled? Okay, good. All right. Entrepreneur. These are the people like uh, Marcus Lamoda from, uh, from Shark Tank. 
What's his name? Marcus Lamont. He's a flat-out entrepreneur. But you know why he's so good? Because he knows and does all three. You want me to tell you a really good way to be in a suffering state? To beat yourself up about the fact that you're one and that you're not all of them. You see, guys, what was happening in my life was that I was beating myself up because here I am, I am fantastic as a skilled producer, and yet I have weaknesses as organization, as managerial. And so what Tony taught us, please write this down. Know who you are and know who you have to go get. Know who you are and know who you have to go get. This impacted me so much because no one had ever taught it to me in this way where I could plainly see, oh my God, that's me. Tony mentioned to us that literally for like 10 years, here he is hosting seminars and doing all of this stuff. He had no idea where the money was. He had no idea where anything was until finally he had to go through some suffering to start bringing people on staff to be able to help him with all this stuff. And once he learned the lesson, here is the other thing, guys, is that we also, this is a little bit of a catch-22, we can't wait for others to solve our problems. So it's like you could be really, really good at the skilled producer hat, yet in your business right now, you could be in a season where you have to learn how to put on that manager hat as well. Or you could be really, really good at that manager hat, but you've got to learn how to put on that entrepreneurial hat. Or you could be really, really good at one, but you've got to learn how to do all three. Not be an expert at them, but do all three, at least a little bit, until you can afford and until your business is in a place where you can go out and hire somebody to come do the areas where you're weak at. Does this make sense, guys? Yes. yes. How many of you does this help? Yeah? How many of you uh, go into suffering because you know you should be doing something, but you don't, that's not you, that's just not, yes? Okay, great. So now listen to me, guys. If you're going to break through, you have to start learning how to do that thing. No one's going to come do it for you. You have to get in, and once you decide to do it, you'll see that you'll find that you have strengths in that area as well. Just enough until you can find somebody to come in and do it for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Last but not least. Business is two things. I've got two more slides. Business is two things. Innovation and marketing. Innovation and marketing. That's it. Think about Apple. Is Apple an innovative company? Yes or no? Yes. Not so much anymore. I mean, when you write... It's the truth. The truth. Not so much anymore. I mean, look, I'm Apple till I die. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I got jumped in the whole thing, right? <laughs> I'm not changing. I'm not doing anything. You will never see me use a PC product. I just won't do it. I, I bleh, nope, not going to happen, right? Yeah. However, I'm going to admit something to you. All of these new laptops that flip around and close and become a laptop and an iPad and you could write on them and you could like do all this, that's pretty innovative. Yes, right, Lori? It's very innovative. If you look at it, it's more innovative than what Apple is doing right now. And so Apple is in a stage of their business 
where they're not careful, this could happen. That's what we're going to talk about on Tuesday, on Monday. The life cycle of a business so that you can identify where your business is at and where you're heading and there are pitfalls and downfalls of every stage. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. A business is just like a child. I'll leave it at that. A business is just like a child. Okay? Second is marketing. It's your ability to tell the world about how innovative you are. Apple became the most valuable company in the world by being really, really good at what? At both of those things. Mm -hmm. Which one are you lacking in right now? How many are lacking in innovation? Raise your hands. How many of you are lacking in marketing? Raise your hands and telling the world. Okay, cool. Take note of that. How many of you are like... <laughs> Take note of that. Take note of that, guys. Because a lot of what we've discussed today drives straight to the core of what our problems are as business people. And if business is all about innovation and marketing... See, can I tell you something? As, as a company, Intero, we're doing really good at both of them. We're, we're, the reason why we're growing so much is because we keep changing and growing and growing and changing and our marketing and our message is so good that we're growing almost like too fast. Does this make sense? Yeah. Which causes another set of problems and then that's why we make adjustments. But those are good problems to have. But if you're not being innovative, if you're not doing things differently than the way other people are doing them, then you're, you're just gonna, your, your, your level of success compared to others is just going to be marginal. So we need to be a little bit more innovative, okay? And we'll go over this a little bit more in detail. Okay, I'm going to end with this, guys. This is the formula for success in business, okay? This is, this is I've never heard it explained this way, but this makes a ton of sense, okay? Assets drive revenue. Assets drive revenue. And I kind of want you to, I didn't know how to do the whole, you know, Again, because I'm not organizational, right? So you know how to make them like appear in different columns. So let's stop right there. What are assets in a business? Who could tell me? Assets. Things that make you money. People. For real estate salespeople, your database is your largest asset. Employees. Employees and people are your as an asset. You are an asset. Yes or no? Yeah. Right? These are things that make you money. Your marketing is an asset, your, your logo and the things of this nature, right? How about a website that is driving business to you and, and traffic for you? Is that an asset? That's a big time asset, right? How about that database of past clients that you don't market to every month? Is that an asset? Yeah, that's an asset, right? These are assets, guys. Assets drive what? Revenue. What is revenue in our business? Commission checks. Commission checks, okay? Commission checks. If you're entitled, for example, every realtor relationship you have is an asset. If you're in loans, like Nelson, the more real estate relationships that you have, the more assets that you have. Those assets drive revenue. Does this make sense? Yes. We're going to take it a step further. Revenue then drives what? Profit. What is profit? Profit is the difference between what you make and what you spend, okay? Profit is the difference between what you make and what you spend. 
And the key to the whole thing, guys, and I learned this, I learned that profit is a theory. Profit is a theory, cash is reality. The key to this whole thing is cash. That's the goal. Cash. And the bank. Money. A lot of it. Cash. Now let's dissect this for a second. The real goal here, and I want everybody to focus on the screen, is for you to earn as much cash as possible with as little assets as possible. That's the goal. The goal for you is to drive to earn as much cash as possible with as little assets as possible. For example, if I'm an In-N-Out burger stand and I make a million dollars a year and I pay every employee a uh, hundred grand a year and I have 20 employees, am I gonna make more or less money with the same In-N-Out stand that has the same comp plan with 10 employees. More or less money? Much less. More. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make uh, less money. Why? Because I have more? I'm spending more. So it's almost like, for some of us, it's almost like if we would, if, 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 if our employees would just stay home, we would make more money. <laughs> you ever thought about it that way? Right? Herein lies the problem Herein lies the problem with real estate sales. You ready? We stop right at revenue. Our thinking, our mindset, our belief stops at revenue. Why? Listen, because we have very limited assets. Because we see ourselves as the only asset. That is not called a business, that is called a job. How many of you want to do some amazingly great things? Raise your hands. Then we need to start developing more assets. And being that profit is the difference between revenue and profit, would you then hypothetically say that those assets could potentially cost money? Yes or no? Yes. And this is my challenge to all of you here at Intero. You can't have a table with just one leg. You can't. You can't build a business by just doing this. <clears throat> it has to be this. It has to be some marketing. It has to be this. It has to be some open houses. It has to be your past clients. It has to be your marketing to the past clients. It has to be advertising your listings on Facebook. It has to be all different things. For some of us, if we just add one to two more assets, we will get more revenues, which will create more profit, which will enable us to get more cash. Can I tell you why real estate salespeople fail in this business? Can I tell you why? Yes. Because our view is only asset revenue. Asset revenue. Me, check. Me, check. Me, check. Me, check. And then you hit a brick wall called 30 deals a year. This is what I'm telling you. 
And then what happens is you don't realize that you hit that brick wall or whatever your brick wall is, 10 deals a year or whatever the case may be, but people don't take the time to dissect their business and dissect their psychology and see what's really going on. And all of a sudden people start to do this. Let me do this. We do this. We go, oh, let me go over here. Oh, let me go over here. Oh, let me go. No, no, no. Homie, sit still. Relax. We're at 20 deals a year or 25 deals a year or 30 deals a year. Get to 100. Get to 150. Expand your thinking a little bit. But you're not going to get there, guys. I'll tell you right now, I know for a fact we were dealing in an industry where I could say build a database till you're blue in the face and people won't do it. Why? Because we have a short-sighted view of business. We're not looking for profit or cash. We're looking for Revenue. And so what are some action steps that we can take to become business owners versus business operators? Number one, for the love of God, start building your freaking databases. This is simple to do, especially in our system. You just click past client. It's one button. And if not, I'll grab you by the hand and I'll show you how to do it. That's another thing, guys. When you're not thinking about profits and cash, the system, what the tech, what is this? I don't know, that's stupid stuff. Because we're only focused on assets and revenue, assets and revenue. Me, make a check to pay the bills. Me, make a check to pay the bills. Me, make a check. But when you're focused on growing a business, you start seeing things a little bit differently. You start thinking, watch this, I'll never get to a lot of this if I don't step developing a lot of those. So when I did 150 sales, I didn't even realize this because nobody told me I had a lot of assets. Number one, I had a group of employees. I had, well, it was one, my mom, she, she, she worked like three jobs and so she was amazing, right? Second, I had a little sales force of two to three people. Third, I had a database. And that database was feeding me 50 to 60 deals a year. Fourth, I had a custom logo and a marketing campaign and everybody knew the Morel group. Fifth, I had a domain name. Some of you guys, I've said, told you 85,000 times to go get a domain name. Why won't you get it? Me, revenue, me, revenue, me, revenue. Does this make sense now? Does this make sense now, guys? Yes. You see, but when you're thinking like a business, right, Brian? Right, Brian, you're doing good at this stuff. You're thinking, no, 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 hold on. I gotta do a little bit more than just that. I gotta start developing some things, right? Yeah. How easy it is to start developing business for your database. It's simple. Step number one, just put them all in one place and tag them a certain way. Step number two, email. What do you email? It's simple. Holidays, every time you list a house, every time you sell a house. Who could do this? It's simple. Is that about resourcefulness or is that about psychology? Psychology. Because you can tell yourself to your blue in the face, yeah, but I'm not that person. But when you, you'll become that person real quick when you have a much bigger goal. Number three, and don't come to me about this, I'm not that strong about this, but how about websites that drive traffic? You can go find a little website guy, probably invest 1500 bucks and go buy a domain like, you know, uh, housesinmycity.com, right, and start little by little pushing it on Facebook or whatever the case may be. That sounds a lot like the website we built to you to generate those leads. That is an asset. 
You could just start using that for now, and if you want to develop more, you can go on to get some more stuff. Let's move to Greg Harrelson. They sell 400 homes a year. No, more than that. I think they do like, no, pardon me. They do like 1,000 homes a year or something like that. He told me, yeah, well, I have just a bunch of assets that have been driving revenue to us for the last 10 years. I spoke to my friend Marshall Carrasco, which is probably out there. Marshall is like number two in the country on the NAREP list. He'll sell 400 houses this year. He says, I'll be honest with you, in one city, you can't even go a street without my seeing my face on the billboards. Now, he happens to spend a lot of money every single month, and you don't have to go do that, but can we do something? Yes or no? Yes. Absolutely we can. But why won't we do it? For two reasons, and I'm going to close with this, guys. you got to get control of your psychology. Your energy and your state is everything. The way you think, the way you believe, you got to surround yourself with powerful people. you got to be open to growth. you got to feed yourself good food. you got to wake up early every single day. you got to do some sort of exercise. Your body and your mind and your energy is so important. It is 80% of the success of your business. The second thing, number two, you got to understand who you are. Are you a skilled producer, a manager, or an entrepreneur? And if you're not one of the other, guess what? Start working on the skill sets of the others, and little by little, it'll start growing until you can afford to go find somebody to go replace yourself in that area. And number three, you've got to understand, guys, that if you ever want to really make it big, it can't be all about you. You've got to start creating assets. A listing is an asset, by the way, because the listing will, you know what I'm saying? That's a quick way. Go get more listings. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but that's not me. I'm not a listing agent. No, that's just the psychology you have chosen to buy into. See how this works? Any questions, comments, or concerns? I'm going to end there. Guys, love you guys. Find me on facebook.com backslash danny.morell.page. Find me on Instagram or go to realestatesalesshow.com. I'm going to upload the audio version of this so you'll have it. You'll be listening to it over and over and over. Jacob, as long as you just click save to camera roll, we're good to go. God bless you guys. Take care. Okay? Now, for you guys, let me ask you guys a question.